Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes, we are back at your daily Arsenal Agenda show now. Yesterday, this time yesterday, Umar, when we were speaking, I don't think this is what we had in plan or had envisaged, but we're here, Arsenal, disappointing 2-0 defeat yesterday. How are you this morning, if you don't mind me asking? I was just saying to you, just off air, it's like a dream, but it's reality and um, the reality is we're not going to be playing Champions League football next season. Uh, it's a huge disappointment. Um, it's deflating. It's upsetting. It's a whole range of emotions. Um, but it's it's hard to accept, to be honest. I think for me, yesterday was always going to be a tough game. But what I was hoping for was a performance. What I was hoping for was the boys knew that they needed a win. They needed a reaction. But they never got going. From the first minute, Newcastle seemed like the team that wanted Champions League football. Newcastle seemed to be the team that had something on the line. And it, it was just a frustrating performance from the first minute up until the 90th minute. The passing was not the right, the right. It was the whole performance, I think, from back to front. It was tepid. It was tame. Um, they whittled under pressure, to be honest. And... Even Arteta post-match, you can see he was shell-shocked because he didn't expect that. I think no Arsenal fan expected that. Because for me, football's a game where anything can happen. It's unpredictable. I'm not going to sit here and say we, if we went to Newcastle, a win was expected because that's not how it works. But I expect a performance. I expect a reaction. I expect if something's on the line, you're going to give it your all you're going to give it that extra 10 percent, but the performances on the pitch barely like from from defense defensive uh, i can understand because i don't think ben white and gabriel look fit to be honest i think they were risked and that's fair enough but aside from them i thought the midfield was shambolic i thought granny shaka mohammed and he showed mohammed on his limitations for me in that game and then it will assess whether he does deserve to get a new contract this summer. And that's not me, that's not me saying I don't like the player because I think he is a good player. But if we want to be getting back to where we want to be, are the players like Eddie and Ketia, Mohamed Neni, the right profile? Look at Bruno Kimmerich. He dominated that midfield. Hear him. And then you look at um, the players moving forward, the Martin Odegaard's Bakaya Saka. I feel sorry for Bakaya Saka, if I'm honest. I think he's been overplayed this season. And you can tell that he, he, he just had jelly in his legs, if I'm honest. He was knackered. And again, it goes back to the squad depth. When you have you don't have the right depth in those players, when you when we pick up injuries like Thomas Party, Kirantini, Takira Tomiyasu, the options that we have to replace them are mediocre. Cedric, um, uh, Nuno Tavares, um, Hamid Elneny, um, Nicolas Pepe, his cameo off the bench, don't even know what he was doing, to be honest. So it hurts. It's frustrating. But for me, the the, the thing that I was more upset with, we just, we just didn't get going. And they whittled under pressure. So it's, it's frustrating and it's upsetting. It is frustrating and upsetting indeed. And I, I share you, I share your pain, your anger, your yeah, your sadness, Umar, because yesterday was a chance. 
Mm. Yesterday was a chance to show that we showed improvement. We've progressed. That would be the, that would epitomise our progression from last season, from the Villarreal disappointment, from the season before that, the Olympiacos disappointment. And again, we've come short when it matters most. And the big players just seemed to go hiding yesterday. Erdegaard disappointed me yesterday. Saka, of course, I think Saka has this, has the excuse that we've he's been overused. He's been, yeah. It's been like that for weeks now. You can see he hasn't been fit. He's needed a rest. He's hardly been taken off. I think he should have been rested in the stretch for one game at least, put on the bench. Erdegaard was very disappointed, despite be, disappointing despite being the captain. And Ramsdale as well felt me with, uh, with worry as well. I think it's been like that since yeah. Aston Villa. Since the Aston Villa game, when he was injured and Leno came in, since he's come back, for me, he hasn't been the same goalkeeper. I don't know if it's because he's unfit or because the pressure nah. is a lot where he's been used to relegation fights so much now. This is a very... A step higher, and he's still only 24. That is extremely young for a goalkeeper. So it's to be expected that he would lose form, but not like this in, in important moments. And that does need to improve. Now, you know, there's been a, a, a let's say a split in the fan base to say that we've progressed or we haven't. I want to put this forward here with Arteta's quotes about fifth place. He said, "No, we want to be playing in the Champions League. We've come so far; it's in our hands, and we want to now capitalize on that and excitement and opportunities there." Ask if fifth if fifth place con- constitutes progress. Does it? Does you do you agree with Arteta, or do you think we still we still done enough this season? It's a difficult question. Honestly, it's a difficult question. If someone said to me at the start of the season that would fifth warrant progression, would fifth warrant a good season, I'd have said yes, hundred percent, no doubt. Especially going back to how we performed last season behind closed doors, and we we did we we played okay in the Europa League, but again we whittled when it came down to the pressure game against Villarreal. But in terms of the league season, we were quite poor. But this season, it's an opportunity that opened up for us. And opportunities like this don't open up quite often of the time. And this is me, who's a big fan of Mikel Arteta. Uh, I'm a big supporter of Mikel Arteta. I'm a big supporter of this team. So I'm not going to sit here and say... It's been a bad season, but I am going to sit here and say we had an opportunity. We had a massive, massive opportunity to get Champions League football and basically be ahead of what this project is. And yeah, it's not happened the way we wanted to, but it's going to hurt for many, many weeks, I think, for um, for most Arsenal fans because next season is going to be really, really, really tough if I'm honest, Bailey, really, really tough. You need to take into consideration transfer plans. I don't think it's going to impact quite a lot in terms of transfer plans, but I still think we have a lot to do. I still think we need to get rid of players who are quite mediocre in terms of backup options because we are going to be playing Europa League football now. That's going to be Thursday to Sunday. And it's not easy. It is not easy. And our squad right now, you've seen, if we can't compete, try try finish the job to get into the Champions League when we're only playing only the Premier League, we, we got knocked out of the FA Cup quite early. Yeah, we won the Carabao Cup, but still, it's, it's a difficult question. Like, it has been a, it has been a good season. In terms of what I've seen from this team, 
they've they've shown a lot in terms of the mentality they've shown that they are good players but i've seen a lot of limitations to this team as well i've seen a lot of the the mental aspect of this team like the problem with arsenal when we lose a game we don't bounce back we don't we don't show a reaction like we've in the past when we lost to brighton southampton we kept going on a um losing run and then the record swings we win against Manchester United, Chelsea and West Ham and again against Tottenham surely a reaction was needed surely the players should have looked looked at themselves in the mirror spoken to each other and said this is forget about Tottenham this is the game that you need to win but they whittled and I think I fear for Arteta honestly I really really fear for Mikata next season because if we're in the Europa League and if we don't start the season the way we want to, the I think the fan base is already 50-50, if I'm honest. Some some want Mikateta to succeed, I'm one of them, but some don't really think Mikateta is the right manager to take this club forward. And that's fair enough. Everyone has opinions and we have to respect that. But if we start the season next season really bad, the pressure is going to turn. And it doesn't matter if he's had a new contract. It doesn't matter if he's been offered a new contract. You know football, it, it can change at the at the click of your fingers. So I think next season is massive for him. Massive. He has to be ruthless this summer. And that means not giving new contracts to the likes of Mohamed Oneni, Eddie Nketiah. Because, yeah, they're good players. But are they the players that are going to take Arsenal to the next level? No. He needs to make the right signings, the right profile of signings, and he doesn't have to dilly-dally. If he dilly-dallies this summer and we don't get the players that we need and we start going for backup options, we're going to struggle. And again, next season, he needs to make a fast start. If we lose the first three games like we did this season, the pressure is going to be on. So in terms of speaking in it, if someone said to me at the start of the season, would this be a good season fifth especially the way we started i'd have said yes it's a progressive season it still has been a good season but i i, I the, tr- the context i'm trying to make is we had an opportunity and we didn't take it and that's what fans are going to remember that's what i'm going to remember this summer i know for mo- for a fact most arsenal fans are going to be thinking what if we had an opportunity what if and fingers crossed this doesn't affect us in the long run, but I'm nervous because I think it might. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it might too. I think, yes, uh, if you asked me at the start of the season, if it place be a good season, of course it would. But then if you asked me with five games remaining, yeah. would we lose these, these eight games through? remaining would we lose to Brighton, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Newcastle and Tottenham? Is that that's that's not, that's not successful at all. I think sometimes you have to take into perspective the position we got ourselves in and the inability to to pounce on that and really take advantage of that because the overhaul finishing fifth is good. But mm. when you get yourself in the position where yeah. you can really prove to you you can really prove that you're a good team and you can finish in the top four and your mentality is changed. We've this whole season we've talked about the mentality change, the culture change, the gesture change. But the collapse towards the end of the season is exactly the same that I'm seeing in 2021, 1920 and 1819. Albeit the players are young, younger, but sometimes 
excuses are excuses and mm. we, ha we have to get over the line. These young players are quality players, let's not forget. Mm. So you really do have to get over the line. And Umar, you mentioned about getting rid of Eddie and Ketia and getting rid of El Nenny. See, I'd want to do this, but then you have to take into, into consideration that we need to improve on the starting lineup. So if you get rid of Enketia and players like El Nenny, for example, players like Cedric Tavares, that means you're going to have to strengthen in depth alongside bringing in first-team players. And this is what I worry for us in the transfer window because we've got so many areas that we need to strengthen in. Can we really get the best of the best in certain positions and really improve the first-team rather than buying depth? Aaron Hickey, for example, that's a first signing. Mm. That's a depth That's a depth signing. But it's a good signing. It's a good signing. It's a good signing. Again, it's a depth signing. Yeah. If we sell, if we get rid of El Nenny, can we afford to, to, let's say, we don't get Tillemans, like a Ruben Neves, for example, or we're going to have to sign another player who's cheap and can fill the spot because we're going to play in the European League next season. We can't rely on one, one simple, excellent midfielder because he needs the rest. We sell Enketiar. We don't offer Enketiar a new contract. Lacazette's obviously gone. Mm. And we bring in Jesus. Jesus. It's mm. just Jesus. That means we're going to have to bring in another striker and strikers are not cheap. So it's a situation where we might have to offer players who are mediocre new contracts simply just for the strength and depth and to keep us going because we've seen at the end of this season how... Our Johnny Chancer window is getting rid of the, let's say, the deadwood in the Johnny Chancer window has messed us up. Callum, Callum Chambers, for example, for me, that was the one of the biggest mistakes we could have made. I think games against Newcastle, he would come in, could have played as a centre-back also, could have given mm. Ben White or Gabriel the rest what they needed because for me, playing two unfit centre-backs, you're asking for issues. I said this in the morning show yesterday before the game started, playing Gabriel and Ben White. For me, it's, it was dangerous simply because Newcastle will take advantage of that and they'll take advantage by stretching their legs, which you don't want to do. So yeah. if we had Callum Chambers in the squad still, it would still be there. And funnily enough, he was higher than Cedric in the pick and order. He'd play at right back. I mentioned Maitland Niles as well. He was higher than... He was ahead of El Nenny in the pick and order, but we but we loaned him out, of course. Aubameyang, of course, happened with him. He was still higher than Enketia. And it's like, I think the Johnny Transfer though really did disrupt our season but just going back to what I asked him with El Nenny and getting rid of those players can we afford to do that if we're looking to also strengthen our, our, our first teams our first starting 11 I think we can I think now's the time to be ruthless if I'm honest these players the likes of El Nenny and Ketia you know what you're always going to get but you also know the limitations and at the back of my mind I always knew a performance like this was going to come from El Nenny don't get me wrong, I really like him as a player, but I know his limitations as well. When it comes to games that we need to dictate, when it comes to games that you need your midfielders to step up in big games, like in terms of ball progressing and stuff like that, he, he there's a reason why when he came in Mikateta, he wasn't really in his plans. There was obviously a reason. Mohamed Elneny is a likeable um person he's a likable player he's got great personality he's great for the dressing room but let's compare the midfielders of Manchester City the squad depth that they have they have um, Rodri Gundogan who doesn't even play Kevin De Bruyne um, Fernandinho who's leaving this this season but then you look at Liverpool Naby Keita Thiago Alejandra Fabinho Jordan Henderson Harvey Elliott, who doesn't even be in the, who doesn't get the team, like Harvey, I would rather, if I'm honest, oh, yeah. if we have Europa League season, we're going to be in the Europa League next season. I would give those minutes to a player like Lakonga, 
Mm-hmm. Patino. That, yeah, Patino, Lokonga, Patino, um, Miguelesis. At least give them the platform to improve because Europa League during the group stages, during the qualifying rounds, we're going to be playing these youngsters. Mm-hmm. We've seen the likes of Saka um, have have great um, introductions to European football via the Europa League. Let's give opportunities to these, to these youngsters next season and let's see what they can do. Let's throw them in the deep end because I would like to give them an opportunity and let them make their mistakes mm-hmm. rather than see the same players who I've seen for so many years make the mistakes over and over again because at this point of time, it's boring. Mm-hmm. For me, it's boring because I'm seeing the same things year on and it's just getting tiresome now for me. So for me... I think Sambi Lokonga next season, I think Europa League for him will be good yeah. because he's that type of player, I think, who would thrive in that competition, especially in the early stages. So we just have to be ruthless for me, Bailey. Now, I think it's going to be so key, like the likes of Cedric, the likes of um, if Nuno Tavares, who doesn't fit into this team, we need to get rid of him. If Cedric, we need to get rid um Nicolas Pepe another poor cameo yesterday unfortunately it's not worked out to what we'd had hoped when he signed from Lille for 72 million pounds but let's not dilly-dally we know he's not going to be an Arsenal player for the future we know he's not going to succeed let's let's just take a hit on it now I don't want to see him going out on loan either for two years to say somewhere like AC Milan and then when he comes back he's a free agent because it doesn't make sense take a hit if we can get 20 million sell him because we're mm-hmm. not going to get any more let's be honest we have to be ruthless now this summer is key it matters about who we get rid of now as well because the players like, the, the backup options that is scary how bad they are like Cedric oh like I, I know I keep speaking on about Cedric but it's terrible for such an experienced player, Bailey, he's in his thirties. He's in his thirties. He's played at the highest level. He's played for Portugal at the highest level in European competitions. But he plays like he's so nervous. He, he always plays like he's got a mistake in him. And show show a bit of nerve. Show a bit of mental edge. But he doesn't. Nuno Tavares as well. I thought, to be fair, yesterday to him, I thought he was one of the yeah, best players. players. Honestly, he had so much energy going down the left-hand side and you saw a bit of commitment from him. Mm-hmm. You saw mm-hmm. a bit of tenacity for him. Mm-hmm. But he made that one mistake, unfortunately, with the foul throw and Mikate, I decided he's going off. And I don't think Mikate, I think, to be honest with you, I think Nuno Tavares is going this summer. I've got yeah. a feeling. I think the links to Aaron Hickey means... Mikalata doesn't he he knows that he doesn't he's not in his plans. And that's fair enough, to be honest. I'd rather Mikalateta do that than wait, wait, give him an opportunity season on season, and then imagine he keeps making the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. You have to be ruthless this summer. Because next season, Tottenham will be in the Champions League, Tottenham will be spending money. They've got Antonio Conte, he will be looking to improve further. You've got Manchester United with Ericsson Hag, who are gonna be improving. You've got Chelsea. Let's not talk about Chelsea. <laughs> You've got Manchester City and Liverpool. Go on. Who are, who are, they, they're going to be competing for the league. So Don't forget Newcastle. Even Newcastle as well. Yeah, Don't Newcastle. Newcastle. yeah that's, a, that's another good point. That's what Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher said after the game yesterday. 
that game for Newcastle last night was basically they laid down yeah. a marker. They I laid said. down a marker, exactly what you said f- mm-hmm. throughout the last week. Mm-hmm. This was a game that Newcastle are going to lay down a marker and they're going to show the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham. Next season, watch out for us. They're going to go big in the market in the summer window. They've got a manager, a young manager, Eddie Howe, who is improving them remarkably well. We should be scared. That's This is why it hurts, because this was the opportunity to get to the Champions League. And I know a lot of people are saying fifth is an improvement, but next season, I think we could be looking back on yesterday's game at St. James's Park, and we could be regretting that for a long time. Absolutely. A long, long time indeed, because I thought this year was the year, you know. I'm not going to lie to yeah, you. I did yeah. think this year was the year we finally break that curse. Five years, almost ho- over half a decade now since we've been in it's a, a competition. Long time. It's a long time. I was in college when we lost qualified. <laughs> But we'll still, we shall see. Um, yeah, but as you said, we've got to look at the positives. Maybe Balogun, I wouldn't look to learn out. I would look to keep him. Reese Nelson has always done yeah. very, very well in Europe. In Europa, uh, That's Europa, what I mean. Europa. That's what I mean. Like, wouldn't you rather see someone like Reese Nelson given an opportunity instead of Pepe? Pepe, absolutely. And he's done well for Feyenoord the last half yeah. of the season. He's been excellent, especially in, in, in Europe. So let's give him a chance next year because we can't sell yeah. Pepe and then buy players in every position. We need to be realistic. yeah. yeah. And um, some players we might not want to keep at a club need to stay simply for depth reasons. We don't need the best of the best in the Europa League. We need players who can progress and get better and use those for the Europa League. So let's see how that goes. Guys, we are going to end the show there. Umar, thank you very much for jumping on, mate. No worries, man. Let's just hope, yeah, this next few months go. I just want the season to end, to be yeah. honest. I can't, I can't even be bothered for Sunday. I just need the season to end. And yeah, it's been a tough season. But yeah, thank you for everyone for supporting the channel. And um, yeah, we appreciate all the likes, the comments. And even though it's not gone the way we would have liked, um, we appreciate the support and we appreciate um, what you've done for the channel. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I echo uh, Umar's thoughts there. Thank you very much, guys. And we'll be back for another Arsenal Agenda show tomorrow. And of course, more videos throughout the week will be coming your way. So watch out for that. Some transfer news, hopefully. But that is the end of the show, guys. So make sure you leave a like, subscribe. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.